There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. This podcast, this podcast, this podcast is Intel Enhanced. In the interest of being honest and clear, yes, this is the second time we've recorded this podcast. What happened on the first one? Well, (laughs) what happened? We like literally what happened to you? We were miserable. We were so miserable. I had such a bad day yesterday. We recorded this yesterday, and we were so doom and gloom that it really came through on the podcast. Yeah, and I think we've realised that we have a responsibility to try and cheer people up. We do. And, we do. Um, have you listened to the Lost podcast that we're now called? <laughs> um, I don't think it would have had a. It wouldn't have had a positive effect on you. It would have been miserable. just to give you an idea of how mm. sad it was. I very nearly cried when we finished recording it. I yeah. said bye, bye, Michael, and I walked out the door, and I thought, God, I'm, I'm actually going to cry. And I yeah. thought, just don't be ridiculous. Um, um, we both felt a bit weird and then we slept on it for about 24 hours and then I said yeah. today should we just redo the episode I was like phew yeah please yeah. I felt a huge yeah. relief as well <laughs> me too to do that. but what's quite interesting is we do have the lost post- podcast and in yeah. years to come we you can know, listen someone, to the sad podcast we can listen to the, the lockdown <laughs> podcast you know like the lockdown oh, podcast listen to this yeah it was moody and miserable and we were quite we were a bit negative about it we got a bit moody didn't get a bit mean um which and is I, not I awesome. think, it's not it's not the heart I, of this podcast no and i've been feeling really out of sorts and today i feel much better which is actually nice to know that some days i am going to feel really weird and out of sorts and other yeah. days it's going to be okay and i think when you yeah. are having a really bad day. I had a really, really bad day yesterday and I called Fern Cotton. Really? No, I text, <laughs> yeah, make me happy. Um, I text, I text Fern Cotton. I texted her and she said, I'm going to call you later. And she didn't call me later. And she called me today. She texted me today and she said, okay. I'm so fried. My brain is so fried. I'm looking after kids. I'm just doing the food. I can't call you tonight. But, and I thought, oh my God, I so feel. So I'm going to leave her a very long, loving message after this. That's funny, funny because, uh, you know, I, I can't trump that showbiz connection uh, particularly, but I've been trying to get in touch with my good friend, Dan Snow, the, the historian. And um, he hasn't been getting back no, to No, wait, me. that is, that's a name drop. It's quite good, isn't it? Yeah, yeah no, it's a really yeah, good yeah, it's, one. Yeah, it's magic. I know, I was playing yeah, it yeah, down. Yeah. I was playing it down and then bang, I hit you with it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so I've been calling him like for the last four days. And we are very good friends, me and Dan. So I'd say he's one of my best friends. And um, I know He's he, not taking your calls. I know he feels the same way. So he wasn't taking my calls. And then I started to get a bit paranoid because I was a bit like, shit, like somebody said something to him about me that, that's reflected negatively or something, mm. you know, like, uh, and I was thinking, oh, maybe there's been a misunderstanding or maybe I've tweeted something that he's found mm. offensive or I was mm. really stressed anyway, he called me tonight and what a sense of relief. Um, but he's the same, you know, three kids, you know, just bombarded by 
just a mountain of stuff to do. Um, and um, But it was so nice to catch up with him. But what was funny is, is there's a local pub quiz around here that has uh, been badgering me for my showbiz connections to get people to read the questions because the pub quiz, all the money's raised goes to the children's hospice around here. So it's a really good cause and everything. But it's hard because I know you are constantly asked to do things like that. I'll do a question for you. Oh, no. Well, there's 10 questions, you know. <laughs> oh, okay. um, but no, I'm joking. I do 10 know, questions. But there was a history section. Yeah, of course. There was a history section. And I thought, well, Dan's the guy to do it. So I sent it of to course. him. But uh, there's been no blue ticks on, on WhatsApp. And I was thinking, oh, God, you know, no blue ticks, no blue ticks. I wonder if he's avoiding me because he's got so much to do because he'll be asked, being asked constantly to probably do this kind of thing. Anyway, I couldn't then re 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 redact the, 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 the WhatsApp, you know. Oh, and then, God, you can't redact the WhatsApp. Well, I believe you can now. Uh, somebody told me that that is possible. but I thought And I you can do it, it for anyway. everyone, but it says deleted message. It does say deleted message. And I didn't want him to see that. Anyway, I said, God, would you mind? He said, I don't mind. So he's done it for me. So that pub quiz has now got the history section being questions asked by... Oh, that's amazing. No, yeah, it's brilliant, isn't it? Um, so it, that's but it was amazing. Really, it was really nice to see him and he really cheered me up. I mean, he has a very positive effect on me, does Dan Snow. And um, seeing as though this is a podcast about recommending things, he has a, a Netflix of history. It's called History Hit TV. You can download it as an app on your computer, on your phone, on your TV. It's about five ninety nine a month, and um, it's the Netflix of history. Hi every history documentary. And even you if could you're ever not watch, into history, yeah. it is like the best way to get into it, isn't it? Yeah, and if you're doing home learning with your kids and they're studying yeah. history at A level or GCSE, yeah. it's probably worth it. Sign up. I think you get the first thirty days free anyway, and then yeah. you know if it's not what you want on there, you can you can give it a miss. But um, He's a brilliant bloke and it is a brilliant uh, platform thing he's got. And there's a podcast that supports it called History Hit Podcast. They're 20 minutes long and they're utterly fantastic. And it's fair to say he is literally passionate, lives, breathes, yeah. eats history. I mean, he just knows everything there is to know. And if you are listening, there is a strong chance that one of your children, if you have children, has seen Michael and Dan. Yes. Presenting history shows together in their classroom. Yeah. Um, lots and lots and lots of kids, haven't they? Oh, I've yeah. Like, you and Dan. Lots of kids come up to me. I've seen you climb out of a World War I trench and get hit by a lot of paintballs. Yeah, we made a, <laughs> we made a series of short films um, for the BBC that have now gone on to, to do all the GCSE school routes. But all kids watch these films of me and Dan Snow kind of talking about World War One, World War Two, the Romans and things like that. They get Where can we find them? I don't really know. I mean, they might be on the iPlayer if you dig deep enough, but they'll be on YouTube as well. I think what would they called... be called? God, you know, I'd have to, I'd have to look into it. I, I, look I into know. it, and then when we find it, we'll put it on the Entel app. It'll go on the Entel app, absolutely. We'll put them okay. on there. But uh, they're really good fun. But Dan Snow, what a bloody great bloke. Um, so it's really nice to talk to him. Oh, that's so lovely. How are you today compared to yesterday? Well, you know, I mean, a little bit of work. I did a little bit of work today, which is the first kind of proper bit of work I've done in quite a long time. And it was a full day's work. Yeah. And um, so we did our live thing this afternoon. I did a couple of interviews this morning mm -hmm. and that kind of woke me up. And then this afternoon I did a thing with Jonathan Ross for Joel Domit's show, oh, yeah. which was really funny and very nice to sort of see their faces again, having 
you know, recorded the Masked Singer with them and knowing that we're going to do another second series, which we're really excited about. So that was nice seeing them. But the best bit of my day had to Mm -hmm. be the end of the day. Yeah. Um, I did a half hour chat with, um, and I've talked about this on the live podcast that we do on Instagram, but um, with Andy Puddicombe, who is the founder Mm-hmm. and I guess CEO of um, Headspace, which is an app. Um, and it's a meditation app. And I've been following it for many years. I had the great pleasure of meeting him. Him and his wife um, came down. She was pregnant back then. So it must have been six years ago. Um, they came down to stay. And I'm, I'm obsessed with him. Is that my dog? Did you hear my dog? I hope it was your dog. Oh, no, it was me. <laughs> um, it was a bit like um, getting you to do someone's hair for them. Mm-hmm. It's like when you get the actual person who is the Don Corleone of what they do. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's, it's so, so good. good. When you get your hands on an expert and oh, so, on information you want. So yeah. exciting. Yeah. Um, and he is a very, very lovely person. I really can't wait for you to meet him. But what's funny is because I've been doing meditations, guided meditations with him for yeah. many years on and off. Um, literally when he started talking to me, I went all <laughs> like, oh, like, oh yeah, so good. So happy and so, so relaxed. Um, so that was a really, really, really amazing end to my day. And then at the end of it, at the end of it, he did a two minute guided meditation for me and all his listeners, um, which was just the icing on the cake. It's like the French doing me a bit of stand-up. I just couldn't yeah, believe yeah. it. Yeah, no, that's absolutely brilliant. Um, um, so it was really lovely, and it's completely changed my mood. I've had a major uplift. And this was on Instagram Live? Yeah. Is there a possibility people can watch it? I don't know. I think, I think if, so. he, stores, like if he stores it and puts it on yeah, his Yeah, he page, might have put it on his store. Yeah. Or so you might, you might be able to watch it. Have you gone to Headspace? Or Andy Puddicombe. Andy Puddicombe online, on the internet. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then have a look. You might get your, your interview there. Oh, that's good. You've always talked about Headspace. I've downloaded it and listened to whatever the free stuff is on there that I've not subscribed. Mm. Um, but I do love anything that helps me relax because I'm not, not an easy person. I don't relax very easily. Mm. You know, I'm usually bouncing around even metaphorically bouncing. And your boys are like that. Lots of energy. Yes, they do a lot of pacing, like caged cougars, we always say. We're just caged around the kitchen. But that's because you need to you need to be run like yeah, well, cheaters. All of you, you need to exercise. The, the difference I made today, the considerable mm. difference, is I wrote myself a schedule. Um, mm. And I'm going to photograph it. And, and Great. If you go on the NTL app now, you'll see my schedule. Um, so I was up at 8.30, I ran 5k at 9 o'clock, I did some weights, I ate, did some paperwork, some homeschooling, you know, so on and so forth. It's, block, it's blocked out all the way through till a, a 9 o'clock film tonight, which me and Joel haven't decided to watch, watch yet. Um, but what a difference it makes having a schedule mm. and just having it stuck there all day and you go, right, what am I doing next? That's what I'm doing next. And the day has gone like clockwork, wonderful. I felt good, I spent quality time with Joel. We've been skateboarding for a couple of hours this afternoon. In the sun, it's been joyous. Um, I also have done a new thing, which I don't know if you do this, Uh um, because I know you really struggle with food. Yes. Um, I have done a food plan for the week. Yeah, 
it's an it's br- it's a brilliant idea that and it's so nice mm. not having to think about what you're going to cook because it's written on the blackboard yeah um i did mention this today in the live one but about shopping at sainsbury's at 7 p.m yes um, if you go to sainsbury's Wait. or the superstore at 7 p.m there's no queue there's no queue at the tills there's barely anybody in there and the shelves mm. are stacked full you know, mm. if you can go at seven o'clock at night, it's an absolute yeah. breeze and it's mm. a much more enjoyable experience than having to queue for 20, 30, 40 minutes or whatever it is people have to queue for. Um, nine o'clock at night, uh, seven, mm. sorry, seven pm at night, it's been, it's been brilliant because it closes at eight, doesn't it? So you've yes. got an hour to get your shopping mm. done, and it's a, it's a much more pleasurable experience. Um, I do, I do want to mention this because it was quite funny, but you accidentally sent my son a text today that was meant for Joel Dommett because Joel Dommett has. Wait for it. Joel Dommett has the same initials as my son. And uh, it was really funny because when it turned up, Joel went, I've got this funny text from Davina. And I looked at it and I was like, yeah, that's weird. And There's I a thought, picture of my breasts. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but the thing that made me laugh most about it is when you see a text completely out of context uh, that doesn't make sense on, on anything, it's like it's, it's like, oh, God, what does that mean? And then your brain can very quickly spiral out of control and think, oh, and I thought your phone had been hacked by somebody um, because the message didn't make sense. I don't know why I understand why I've gone to Joel and one thing or another. And it just reminded me of something that I want to recommend to people, which is that context is everything. If you take stuff out of context, it can mean the polar opposite to what it's meant to mean. And I would like people now, if you're on the Entail app, this will ping up. There's a Tim Minchin song called Cont. C-O-N-T, that you have to go and listen to. Now, it's a live song. He does it with a huge orchestra at the Sydney Opera House, I think, or I think it might be at the Royal Albert Hall. But it's on YouTube. He um, didn't do that when we went to see him, did he? He didn't, no. He no. Didn't. But it's one of my absolute favourites. I haven't it, seen it. You, oh, you, you won't believe it. It's like, if somebody says, just describe Tim Minchin to me, I would say, go and listen to Kant. Oh, it's, really? It's the, it's, the, it's the embodiment of Tim Minchin. It's oh, great. thought-provoking, it's terrifyingly, like, it's a dangerous song because, well, you'll have to go and see what it, what okay. it, what it is, but it's called Kant, and it relates heavily to uh, reading something out of context. Um, but it's, uh, it really reminded me of that today, and I thought I must mention it because it's one of my favourite things. I just want to say it was nothing terrible. No, God, it was nothing terrible at all, yeah. but it just made me think of when you see things out of context. So go and listen to that. Um, very uh, kindly, the, the Entail app will have presented that to you right now. So, shall we talk about the pelvic floor? Oh, yes. Yeah? Yes, because, because I briefly touched on this. as we speak, you know. Well, it's funny because the minute you start talking about pelvic floor, we all it. do exactly that. <laughs> and going. you start going, I'm exercising it right now. Yeah. But the problem with the female pelvic floor is that you can think that you're exercising it right now but actually you might be exercising the wrong bit so Elvie who we have reviewed the breast pump um, from them before um, Elvie did send me two of their products and um, the breast pump obviously I couldn't uh, use or but the pelvic floor um, exerciser uh, the very personal trainer love that the personal trainer yeah, it's a brilliant name for it. It's a Great brilliant bit of branding, name. brilliant bit of marketing. Yeah. Um, and it looks so pretty. Mm-hmm. So it comes in a circular box. Yep. And you just click the end, the box slides out. I might send a 
uh, video. Do a video to the end of the opening of the. And in it is um, a an object that is sort of a lovely shade of green, and it looks a bit like one ginormous sperm with a longish tail that kind of curves up. So basically, you insert um, the uh, personal trainer inside yourself and you leave the tail sticking out. Michael is already giggling, just for the record. So you're telling me to insert it into myself? No. Oh, okay. okay. I'm saying you, you, one, one inserts it into oneself. One lady would insert it into one Um, lady. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. It's not for men. Okay. Um, And you have an, you download the app onto your phone. I'll just finish explaining how it works. You download the app onto your phone. The app syncs up to the personal trainer that is now inserted in you. You are standing up. Okay. And you will see a series of exercises. Now, these exercises are brilliant. So there's a slalom of dots on the phone. Mm -hmm. And you have to squeeze up. And the dots are moving along. Squeeze up, down through the dots. Squeeze up. Now, as a competitive person. (laughs) (laughs) You're trying to beat the app. I really love it. Like every day I think, I can do that better. I'm definitely going to stay above the line longer tomorrow. So you have to wiggle it in and out by squeezing, letting go, squeezing. It's a completely different way. It's completely different to any time I've exercised my pelvic floor where you just squeeze it a bit, squeeze a bit. This is proper. You're really concentrating on squeezing. And the thing that's inside you, is that doing anything like vibrating or are you just kind of it's not a sex toy no i realize that but what, so, but, but why is it in there is it <laughs> monitoring the effort that you're putting into yeah so the, the you exercise? are squeezing it okay and you're it's like um and it's like it it is reading your squeeze okay so it's saying more tension push harder so it's Grip showing harder. you you know sh- it's showing you if you've got it right okay so but if you can't get it over the circle, then you need to squeeze harder to get okay. it up. Uh, uh, and then you're okay. like, oh, I see, I've got to squeeze it harder. Then it will go next game. And you, you get scored out of five. Oh, that was a wow. three out of five. Okay. Then the next one, I got two out of five for the slalom the first time I did it. But I got four out of five and five out of five for the next ones, which is squeeze and hold above the line. So there's a line. Yeah, you start yeah. here, you squeeze. And it says, hold above the line, hold above the line, hold above the line. You're like, (laughs) but it's just a brilliant, simple, clever Mm. piece of tech. You go back, you improve your um, markers um, and scores all the time. You've got something to work towards. And the thing about this is for women, and this is something we do not talk about. Yes. Something that women are incredibly ashamed of and embarrassed about. Because, because incontinence is a a real issue that um, is laughed at, is embarrassing. It makes you feel old. And this is happening to women, post-baby women. So it could be somebody in their their 20s. 20s, You know, you could... Really? Yeah. And so... It's what I like about it is mm. it's it's cool. Mm. It's absolutely beautiful looking. Mm. It's nothing to be embarrassed about. It's so easy to clean. Put it okay. straight under the tap. Just wash yeah. it down. There's no nothing can get caught in anywhere. It's very uh-huh. hygienic. Okay. You slot it back into the box. It charges in the box. So the box is plugged in. You don't have to um, have your embarrassing sperm looking thing out on the floor for the cleaner yes. to find. And, and, it's and therefore, there's in no. The box. Um, 
there's no inlets or anything to plug anything into it. The whole thing's just a smooth exactly. encapsulated It's a very, device. Exactly, exactly. It's very well designed. I agree. You showed it to me. And I remember thinking, God, whoever's they've put a lot of effort into it. the industrial designers that would have made it, I think, um, have done a fantastic job of uh, piecing that together. I was, uh, we, we talked about this briefly in a live podcast we did. And we had um, uh, one of our listeners, uh, Emma C. Ping. Uh, on Instagram, uh, she said, yes, men have yeah. a pelvic floor. Because I was saying, is it just women that have this pelvic yeah. floor muscle? And she said, no. So she sent me a message. She said, "She said, yeah, of course you've got one. Otherwise, all your poo would fall out. And then, <laughs> which I thought was very funny. But then she said, I'll read out her message. She said, that was a really fun live session. I feel I should expand on my response to your poo falling out. With respect uh, to pelvic muscles, yes, men have pelvic muscles like women that help control bladder and bowels. It's rather simplistic to say your poo would fall out, but if your pelvic muscles were failing as a man, it would affect bladder, bladder and bowel function, including continence, um, and could cause a rectal prolapse, which I do not like the sound of. She is a doctor, uh, this lady, and she said, as a doctor, I felt I should explain in a little bit more detail. Um, thanks. You are both great, and I love the podcast. So that was really uh, nice of her. Um, Did you know that faecal incontinence is the second most common pelvic floor disorder. Is it? In men or women or just generally? Does it just I don't say know. generally? Okay. Just, um, I think and, it's generally. And then she sent me a, 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 a link to, uh, it's a www.ouh.nhs.uk um, uh, thing. Maybe I'll be able to send this on the Entail app and you can have a little look because there's some quite good information. She said, this information mm. informative about men's pelvic floor problems that can occur and the physio treatment for it. So uh, you've got a lovely little leg. I don't know what yeah. men have got, but maybe no. I, could I could design something. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, a bigger egg. Know, be, be a much smaller <laughs> egg, I think. Uh, we, we could pop up there, and maybe it could play a bit of the Arctic <laughs> Monkeys as you squeeze through the song Mardi Bum. <laughs> it could be Mardi Bum, exactly. <laughs> and now then, Mardi Bum. I've seen your frown. You sound like you're pushing it out. Well, I'm clinching really it in. I'm about clinching that. it in, the idea of tightening it in. Um, and did you know that one in three women have a pelvic uh, disorder? Yeah, well, I, I can see one that in, in some three. of them. One in three. Really? <laughs> no, but seriously, that's sad. It is very sad. Uh, I think and you've the, got um, any... Go on. Um, also women who have, because you can get it from childbirth, but you can also get it if you've had radiation treatment for cancer. Oh, yeah, I can imagine radiation treatment. Now, we were going to talk about radiation treatment, but we're not going to do it in this one. So you've no. got that, that mat. Um, thing. Yes. And then I, yes. I, did, I did a lot of reading on this 5G situation um, uh, recently. Oh, yeah, we need to discuss all of that. Yeah, so we can do, we'll do that in a different episode. I mean, that's but, um, almost like half an episode. Uh, it is. It is. It is a fascinating read. Yeah. Um, the, the 5G debate and uh, all these. Uh, um, but I'm going to finish on this. Radio signals. Um, yes. I am recommending the LV trainer. It's actually called the LV trainer, but the tagline was your very personal trainer, which I love, but um, it is expensive. It is 169 pounds. But my feeling is that if it really can make a difference to your um, bladder control and how you feel about yourself. And like I said, it's something that people are so embarrassed about talking about. Yeah. Um, and it is something that unlike the breast pump, it isn't something that you're going to use for five months, five months and then it's over you can cure um, incontinence or pelvic um, weakness with one of these things. You really, really can make a huge difference. 
Um, so I think £169, when you're thinking about this, I'll have this for the rest of my life, mm -hmm. is actually a very good purchase. Oh, I think that's, it's brilliant. And, um, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm acutely aware of how many women listen to this podcast as well, because mm. um, I guess you bring a, largely a female audience uh, to it. So um, I think it's, this is a great, a really great service that you're doing, talking yeah, about oh, this particular thing. Thank you. Um, like... Do you, how long do you keep it in there for just to do the exercises just to do the exercises oh, yes okay. and they have um also if you um they have they've got the trainer thing and then there's an extra little rubber thing on as well in case um your vaginal passage is wider like yeah. some people it's like different sized penises i guess like you just might have a wider passage there's different sized there penises something... oh. <laughs> but they were all enormous um and um uh so there are different sizes as well so if you're thinking oh but it'll never fit me it, mm. it will okay. they do allow for that as well very good very good yeah. um good. now i often get trapped into reviewing movies and tv shows yes and i think we've gone down that road largely because of lockdown that we think it's been helpful and beneficial. But if I, I probably a lot like everybody else, I'm really bored really of watching TV shows and movies. Yes. Um, I slightly dread it and I, you know, I think, God, what yes, are we going to watch know. tonight? What are we going to do? Isn't now? it weird? Yeah, it's like I don't really want to watch TV. I feel like I'm wasting my time. Like when you've been at work all day, you reward yourself with a bit of TV. But yes. someone not been at work it doesn't feel That's like a reward. What it is. Yeah. You feel like you're wasting your time. So I'm going to recommend some music uh, to people on this oh, one. Yeah. Um, now, I've, have you been listening to much music? Uh, yeah, quite a lot. Yeah, like oh. just recently, I've, I've, I've found myself in a YouTube wormhole because mm. YouTube's a great place to listen to music because you get to see it being performed it, as well. Yeah. And I do enjoy that. I am in, in a band, as you know, mm. and mm. I sing and I play the piano a little bit. And I like the performance aspect of music. Mm. So mm. Um, I love watching artists do their thing because i think it adds another layer of the art of, of the music so um first of all i would like to talk about a, a film <laughs> sorry the film leads into an album so um now this is a film that was directed by richard ayoade now a lot of people will know richard ayoade as the host of crystal maze on mm. channel four i mean um, he's mega talented isn't he he is fantastically talented like, he's really clever bloke i mean he's mm. a brilliant writer he was also i think one of the writers of the it crowd and then he obviously is a comedy actor as well but he's brilliant when you see him on a panel show one thing or another and i think there's a really good interview with him on channel 4 news um that's done really big numbers on youtube because it's quite it's been quite a controversial interview um i'm gonna have to double check that but i remember someone putting me onto it and me thinking wow what an interview do you want um, me to have a look yeah please I, I might be confused but i think he might walk out or he confronts the interviewer in quite a sophisticated and highly skilled way um but it might be worth a little look but it's written by richard ayoad and it stars Sally Hawkins and Paddy Considina in it. And the film is called Submarine. It was Richard's first uh, directorial debut. And it's a very quaint little independent film made in Wales. Um, lead in it is a guy called Craig Roberts. And he plays a 15-year-old boy. So I'll just read you the, the, the bump. It's called Submarine. It gets 7.3 on IMDb. It's an hour and a half long. Um, but it's about a boy called Oliver Tate who has two objectives. One is to lose his virginity before his next birthday. 
and to extinguish the flame between his mother and her ex-lover, who has resurfaced, who's played by Paddy Considine, who's a kind of mystical guru type, a bit like Tom Cruise's in uh, Magnolia. Oh, yes. So he's got like, these leather pants and he's got a serious mullet and a spiky top, and he believes in that everybody projects colours out of their hands and stuff like that. And she really buys into all this stuff. I mean, David Icke. A total, like a conspiracy theorist, like... <laughs> fucking loony sorry but I mean you see him you think god I've met people like this and I can't bear them you know so all of that's embroiled in it it's quite funny and quirky um but the highlight of the whole move is the soundtrack now Richard Ayoade started his career directing Arctic Monkeys music videos I did not know yes. that so if you watch the Mardi Bum one or um, but I mean what, watch, what an amazing career he's had yeah. it's been so varied because that and everything that he's done is so unbelievably cool. Very cool, isn't it? And they're part and of commercial. Oh, totally saleable. Yeah, not yeah. like it's edgy beyond belief. No, and submarine's been a huge hit. It was a book that was written by a guy called Joe Dunthorne that you might know of. He's written, he's been quite prolific and written several very good, big-selling books. But this is the soundtrack. Mm. So he's got Alex Turner, who's obviously good friends of him, who is the, the main songwriter and, and singer for the Arctic Monkeys to do this album. It's a completely solo project for Alex Turner. I think there's one of the musicians on it. And they're mainly acoustic songs. There's only six, I think, six songs on the album. We have it on vinyl, don't we? And a 10-inch vinyl, yeah. there's three songs on either yeah. side. But if you go into Spotify or iTunes or something like that and have a look, you will not be disappointed. I mean, if you're a lover of music and a lover of art, you can't not like it. It's poetic mm. beyond belief. The lyrics are stunning and beautiful and the sound and the chords that are used to create the sounds and the rhythms and the melodies are quirky and beautiful. And when you're watching the film, as soon as the song comes on, you just slightly melt into the movie. It's so mm. nice. So the album's called Submarine. It's I couldn't recommend it enough. Even if you listen to it and don't like it, it's only half an hour of your time. But put it on in the background while you're mooching around the kitchen or cooking dinner or something like that. But it's a really, really great piece of work. So you introduced me to this and I love it. Yeah. There's a I song really, called, really love it. There's a song called Glass in the Park and it's just so nice. There's one called Stuck on a Puzzle. Um, and there's a couple of others on there, but it, it, all of it's great. And if, if you don't like the Arctic Monkeys, and lots of people don't because they're quite a punky, you know, kind of angry kind of sound to them, this is a really gentle, it's nothing like that. It's a really gentle sound. And I, I mean, I do like the Northern accent songs like from Badly mm. Drawn Boy and Morrissey and people like that. I know you're not a massive mm. fan. Of, um, of that, but, but Alex Turner, I think, is fantastic, and he, his, his ability to write lyrics, I think, is brilliant. So give it a whirl. I, I do really don't think you'll be disappointed. It's a lovely, lovely piece of work. So, there I you want go. to talk about noughts and crosses. Please, yes, because. I'm just going to finish it off, round it off, because um, I've been talking about it. I talked about it last week a little bit. Yeah. Um, and I was just saying I'd, I'd only seen a couple of apps, I think, last time. Uh -huh. um, and I have finished the series. And I've got to say that as a concept, it's such an eye-opener. So Noughts and Crosses, it's a um, book written by Mallory Blackman. She was, in fact, the Children's Laureate between 2013 and 2015. Wow. And she's written, this is a series of books. Now, what my daughter said, Holly, because she's written, she's read all the books and she read them all when she was a teenager, is that actually what this needed to be was a drama across 10 
episodes that I felt at the end, I was a bit, and without giving anything away, I felt that I was a bit confused by the ending. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. And I... I didn't understand why something had happened like that. But when Holly explained to me what happened in the book and how it all played out, I thought, oh, if, if they'd have just had maybe, I don't know, like three or four more episodes, you could have maybe elaborated on everything a mm-hmm. bit more. But the things that it's got going for it are, it is a really thought-provoking concept and idea that, um, that it's important um, to have an idea of what it's like to live as a minority. Um, and I, I really enjoyed that. I loved Stormzy. Stormzy was in the last episode. Really? It was really cool. And oh, I was slightly wow. like, oh, you know, it's so risky taking somebody that's just so brilliant in their field and putting them in something completely yeah. different. You think, please, please be able to act. He was great. He was really, really good. <laughs> Nothing clunky about that at all. There's a guy in it called Patterson um, Joseph, and he plays um, the sort of uh, uh, an MP, um, uh, a mm-hmm. chancellor, I think. Anyway, he um, he's the father of the sort of heroine of the piece, and um, you you'll you'll recognise him from loads of different bits of drama over the years. But Noughts and Crosses for me, I would say. Yes, it's interesting. It's thought-provoking. It's definitely one to get your kids to watch. I, it is a victim of that thing that we watch so many really expensive dramas on Netflix that yeah. sometimes you watch something on the BBC iPlayer and you think, oh, it looks like... Looks like a BBC drama. Looks like a, sort of, but it's like a slightly cheap drama. And it's, it's worth more than that. But actually, the acting in it was really good. Yeah. I, I did enjoy it, and it did keep me watching right up until the very end. And there was a stage where I was watching, you know, like two episodes a night, and then I thought, can I squeeze in one more before I go to sleep? So it is it a page-turner of a series. It, yeah. grips, it gripped me. So I would say watch it. Um, it's I worth loved, looking. I mean, Definitely I, worth your kids watching. It, I, I totally agree. My eldest, as you know, said, oh, you have read the books? You know, I was like, when did mm. you read these books? He said, oh, we all read them at school. So it is, it's great that the kids already know the story so well. And Sonny was very excited that it had come out as a, as a drama to watch on TV. I've watched the first episode, I just got around to watching any more. But 
I loved um, some of the things in it, like the Helena Baxendale's hair. You know, I picked up on that. that and thing. you were yes. so right. Yeah, well, I mean, I, 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 one of my jobs is preparing actors for dramas and movies and stuff like that. So I do a lot of that. And then I, I work with the, uh, the hair and makeup designers to design the hairstyles for movies. So I am slightly kind of buried into a, a drama when I watch it from a hair and makeup point of view because I know the detail that's gone into these things. So what's interesting is when you see Helena Baxendale in this thing, she's got like a curly, really curly hair and it's like an afro, you know, and you, you can't help but notice it's the idea that actually the white people want to adopt kind of black characteristics in, in a yeah. similar way that lots of black people want straight, smooth, silky hair, you know. So there was lots of little things like that and she wore a little headscarf, didn't she, in her, in her hair in the way that traditional kind of... Or, or and as the series kind of goes on, that becomes more, more and more apparent that all the white women are wearing braids and um, uh, yeah, African, yeah. African styles in their hair. For the they bit that I... go to the hairdressers to get braided. Wow, it's so fascinating, mm. isn't it? Mm. The thing that I think that you told me, which I haven't seen this scene yet, or I've, I've slightly missed it, was when the the, the white person puts a plaster on their hand because they've cut their and hands. And that Sefi, who is the um, sort of female lead of the series, and Callum, mm. who is um, Helena Baxendale's son in it, and he is um, waiting at a party of Sefi and Sefi's family, and they're, they're the um, sort of part of the government and a very hoi polloi, um, drinks party and he breaks a glass mm -hmm. and somehow Zephy and Callum were, were friends when they were little because um, Callum's mum worked for Zephy's mother and so they knew each other when they were little a little bit and she was like oh my gosh Callum and he's like she said oh you've cut your finger here let me get you a plaster and she gets him a plaster and it's it's dark it's mm -hmm. very dark brown to go on their skin and I suddenly thought Oh God, our plasters are made that color to blend with our skin and just like oh, how everything is a small, Yes, it's just a small sign mm. that you are a minority. And I got it just, it's just blew my mind. Well, when you told me about that, I did think, God, that's such a fantastic vehicle to get mm. that point across really well, mm. you know. I can imagine in a script meeting, somebody coming up with that idea and everybody going, wow, what a brilliant idea. Like, we need more of those ideas, you know. Because it's that's all what, in the book. Yeah, well, that's what binds the whole thing together. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm sure it's all, whoever wrote it has, has done a very brilliant and, and talking comprehensive about, job. And um, talking about books, there is one that, um, I want to talk to you about Audible because I know you've had an experience of Audible. Yeah, yeah, um, because yes. I can't, I'm, I'm not very good at reading books. I want to read more books, but the only way I'm going to read more books or absorb more books is if I do it via Audible because I, I can't read in a car. And when I'm working and when life is normal, I, I'm traveling a lot yeah. and um, I'm, I would much prefer to listen to it. Mm -hmm. So I, I got into Audible and there's a book that somebody recommended to me called Three Hours which I cannot recommend high enough. It's by Rosamond Lupton. I, I find myself walking around the house with AirPods in, listening to this audio book all the time, getting slightly annoyed when the children sort of tap me on the back because they want something. I'm really hooked in. It's narrated by Gemma Whelan, who plays Yara Greyjoy in Game of Thrones. I know, Michael, you don't know who that is. But, Game of what? Uh, yeah, whatever. She started, she started life as a stand-up. Um, yeah, wow, I, I didn't know that. Narrator, I mean, you you mentioned quite, that the other day, yeah. It's quite weird because um, 
I like to uh, I like to listen um, to the way people are reading, and she just reads it so crisply and so kind of sternly. Um, not sternly, I can't explain it, but very, very seriously. You, just, you described it as being you described it as being very dry. It's the opposite of reverb. Okay. But I, I, you always have this funny story, which I really love. You were doing a voiceover for Argos or something like that. Yes. And the guy said to you, say it again, but more moist. Moist. And then he made so, you take a drink. And I had to have a drink and then... Yeah, do it to the mic. Like wet my lips. Yeah. And then say it with a, like a more moist... And I was like, what is... I don't really understand <laughs> what's going on. But they've clipped her words in a way, but... Okay. I mean, I can completely, Yara Greyjoy and do, narrating this book makes complete sense, but a stand-up, not at all. Anyway, mm-hmm. I love um, Audible, but I know you've had the same issue as me. It's complicated it's a really as nice an app, to get into. a download, a website. Because yeah. it's part of Amazon. So you think you'd go onto your Amazon app and go, oh, add Audible or whatever. But you know, so you download the Audible app and then you go, well, I'll search for a book. You search for a book and it says... This is the book, and you go. There's no option to buy it. There's no option to there's download no it. There's option no option to, to buy do anything. It. So you think, how do I listen to this then? And then you click on it, and it'll say, "Add to a list." And you go, "Add to a list." And then it goes, "Add to what list?" And you go, "I don't, I don't know what list." Like the wish list. So then you go back to your Amazon account, and it's in your wish list. So you click on it to buy Audible book, and it said, "You can buy this on Audible." And you go back to Audible, but you still can't buy the bloody book. It's like where the fuck I've is the been stuck book? in this loophole for years yeah it says i've got five credits yes. to buy books i'm paying a subscription i don't know how to, to redeem buy, yes. my fa- i don't well, it turns out you have to go onto the audible online. website yeah but you can't so you can do that via your phone but you can't do it via the amazon app and you can't do it by the audible app you have to go to audible.com or whatever sign up there through your amazon account <laughs> then buy some credits and then somehow but miraculously find a book that you can spend these credits on. But you nearly gave up. Oh yeah, nearly gave up. I, well, That's I would say- bad business for all Last people. night was the fifth time. So I have given up on four other occasions. It's only because I'm desperate to review a book that I want to listen to that I'll talk about next. But, but yeah, I mean, I think Audible, sort it out, man. I mean, Sort it out. It should be easier. Um, because actually, it's an amazing idea and a very good app, and I would gladly, gladly play a subscription yeah. um, to to it, uh, which I am doing. But they, I just feel that their user, they need to make it more user friendly. But it, this is called this is called three hours, and you love three it, hours. Right? It it is. I'm still in the middle of it, but I am so addicted. It's a complete audible page turner. <laughs> I wonder what the metaphor is for, like, the ear it's a, turner. It's, a, it's an earworm. A, I don't know. I don't, we'll have to think about this. We've got to make yeah. up a hashtag for it. Well, I was downloading Audible to listen to a book because of an experience I had recently where I was what you would call publicly shamed. Um, so I went, uh, <laughs> I mean, it's ludicrous, right? But I was on the one show on about March the 23rd or something like that to do a little article about how do people look after their hair at home while all the hairdressers have been shut down. Now, I've done this job for many, many years. I've always recommended home solutions to people because that's the kind of area of beauty that I work in. 
And so I said, I said on the one shot, yeah, it's fine. You know, the, 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 the coloring products that you buy in the supermarkets, the same kind of stuff that you get in a salon, you know, and the whole hairdressing industry went nuts. They put in I mean, two, it was really abusive. They rang the one show and made 237 formal complaints about me. Ofcom had to investigate it. Now, and wait, online, how long was the piece? How long was the piece? Three and a half minutes, I got. And you basically said, don't worry about doing your hair at home. It's absolutely fine. Yeah. It's the same stuff that yeah. they use in the salons. And this is how you cut your fringe. Yeah, I did a bit of hair. And, fringe and hair. you got <sighs> annihilated. Wow, it was breathtaking. And it was very weird because it took on a life of its own. It did. These were people that I knew personally. People that I would have said were friends to a certain extent. <gasps> And they were calling me the C word. They oh were copy and pasting this thing and spreading it all over Facebook, all over Instagram, writing to the BBC, writing to ITV, telling them never to use me again. I mean, they were trying to destroy my- ending stuff. Yeah, well, they got yeah. reputa reputation destruction. That's what it was. And people saying, you should hang your head in shame. You shameful, shameful man. How dare you? dump on our industry like this. I like, can I say something very quickly? Yes. Uh, which I think is important in, in the um, wake of uh, the whole tragedy that was Caroline Flack. Yeah. That oh, yeah, yeah. this kind of treatment of a human being, I mean, I know you're robust, Michael, um, but even I was, a, I was a bit worried about your mental health after yeah, it. Because I thought, God, this is completely, yeah. this is very over the top. Mm. And I just kept sort of checking in on you because I thought, I hope he's okay. Like, mm. this is nothing. And, no, these are people who a few weeks before were doing the whole hashtag be kind. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, you, you go through their Instagram to help accounts. people because they can't get to the hairdressers. It's not like you're telling them not to go to the hairdressers. The hairdressers are shut. Yeah, yeah. It was crazy. So, it was really un uncalled for and dangerous to do that to somebody. Thank God you are robust. Yeah, yes, and I managed to laugh most of it off because it was it was ludicrous uh, a lot mm. of it. But I mean, when it happens, you know, over a period of forty eight hours, and it's still relentless, mm. and people are personally saying it publicly, you know, mm. you do think, Jesus Christ, and you can't defend yourself against thousands no. of people. You'd be there all night, you know. So I did. Ben Fogel went wow. through the same thing. Well, this was the this is the other thing you you told mm. me about the Ben Fogel thing mm. where he'd made a suggestion that people should sing the Queen Happy Birthday. On their I mean, what was he thinking? <laughs> what a ridiculous thing to what suggest to do. I, I mean, mean, I ended up, I ended up, I felt so bad for him. I publicly sort of said, look, Ben, don't worry. You're a nice yeah. guy. Don't, don't worry about it. They all went, because he then said, my daughter suggested it. I just thought it would be a nice idea. And then somebody said to me, oh, he's not a nice guy. He threw his daughter under the bus. <laughs> I was like... I know. What? I mean, it did not. It's, it's bizarre, but, it, but it's, a, it's a phenomenon. It's a weird yeah. phenomenon. You probably, so you probably weird. I don't know, you, you know this or not, but it's been a phenomenon since the early 90s. And actually, there has been a, a phrase coined for it, which is called mm. Godwin's Law. And this What's was a that? guy, well, this was a guy, uh, uh, this was an attorney, an American attorney and an author, Mike Godwin, um, created this, uh, this thing called either Godwin's Rule or Godwin's Law. Um, and it was uh, an observation that as an online discussion grows, and bear in mind this was 1990 when he, he discovered this, because he was a journalist working on these 
chat room forums back in 1990. So before the internet was really big. But he said, as an online discussion grows longer, the probability of a comparison involving Nazis or Hitler approaches. That's if an online discussion, regardless of the topic or the scope, goes on for long mm. enough, sooner or later, someone will compare someone or something to Adolf Hitler and well, his like deeds. That's the ultimate. Yes. Like that is the worst thing. But that will happen. That, that's the point. The, the, it's a, a, like a, a natural occurring law that if the discussion goes on for long enough. Did you get compared to Hitler? Uh, well, <laughs> I think in my brain, I started comparing these people to Hitler. So it could well be me that invoked Godwin's law in the end, had I embraced the common. So, so that's the thing. You invoke Godwin's law. You, you invoke it, yes. Now, there are some times where some people can make that comparison, but that's not invoking Godwin's law. That's using kind of metaphor correctly. Right. So, for instance, that Charlottesville massacre where the guy drove that car down the street yes. purposely wanting to run over black people. Somebody yes. said this is tantamount to Nazi behavior. That's not Godwin's law. That is somebody no. acting in a yes. way that the Nazis okay. would have perhaps behaved. But when Trump put those people in those migrant cages um, and said, well, you're not allowed into America until we vetted you properly. And they separated from their families. Lots of journalists were comparing that to the behavior of Nazi Germany. And that's invoking Godwin law because it's not the same. You know, you're not gonna gas these people or kill these people and slightly underplaying mm. the persecution of the Jews and the oh, behavior of the Nazis. So it's not a fair metaphor to say this is, this is the behavior of a Nazi. Mm. Um, so, but, but those, are, those are two quite extreme examples of it because this law can be invoked on all, on, on all things. And it could well have been invoked against Ben Fogel by just saying mm. I would like to, mm. you know, do this thing. But it was really interesting that actually there's a thing, it has a title, mm. and it's in the English dictionary, Godwin's mm. law. It's actually there. It was it was admitted to the English English Oxford Dictionary in 2012. But it's it's hilarious because it's obviously been recognized as something that occurs. And mm. when you speak to people about that behavior, I mean I, I have ended up getting hundreds of apologies from people saying sorry i was just really at the end of my tether when i saw that or well that's whatever. the sad thing isn't it yeah, people like, are at the end of their tethers but then they feel the need to absolutely bombard somebody you know but anyway this really kind of yeah. encouraged me to listen to this book that you put me onto by john ronson oh it's so good which is called you have been publicly shamed so, so good um this is my recommendation for reading or listening this is why i've gone on to audible to download this book largely because john ronson's voice is fantastic and, Do you know, um, I was so surprised when I heard his voice. It's so sweet, isn't it? And It's so gentle. cute. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, and um, oh, I have just... I need to find something because there's something else I do just want to... Can I quickly you. talk yes. while you're... Oh, oh, no, I found it, but, but yeah. Okay. Let no, me no, finish. I was just going to cover for you. Okay, no, I'm going to finish this. First of all, let me just read... A, a little review that a journalist did of John Ronson's book. And it says, there are really two elements of journalism, research and storytelling. The author, John Ronson, has completely excelled at both in this spellbinding book. I was so fascinated true. and will definitely be reading more of his books. He reads it himself and he does it very well. It is astonishing how an offhand tweet can ruin someone's life. Yeah. Or how what seems to be a fairly minor error in reporting mm. a quotation can threaten an entire career. The mm. author really gets beneath the issues around this and even sneaks in a bit of, in my opinion, completely justified shaming himself. Mm. Um, it's great. I've listened to a couple of documentaries, radio documentaries. So there's one I'm going to put on the NTL app now. 
and it's called Living in the Past. And this is journalist John Ronson confronts his bullies at a school reunion. He was, quite, oh, he was quite badly oh, bullied. What? Have I put you onto this? No. Oh my God, I'm going to send you this tonight. Oh my God, I love it the sound so of good. that. It is so good. So he was quite badly bullied at school and it's haunted him his entire career. And um, he was invited to a school reunion. Now he's had a very, very successful career, John Ronson. So very successful. he's wanted to go back and kind of go, look what I did. Despite treating me like shit as a child, I have done this, which is better than you. I mean, he, he's brilliant at, at, at... And did he slip back into the... At opening himself up to, his, to criticism himself by behaving in such a, a way. But I, I'm not going to tell you the end of this story because oh. it is really good. Um, so it's called Living in the Past. It's on Radio 4 on uh, the BBC Sounds app. It's episode one of six, uh, and it's series two of Living in the Past. Um, it's Great. called with John Ronson. Um, I'll send you a link to it right now, uh, just while Great. you're here. Thank you. Um, because it is uh, unbeatably good. Um, so, and it, we've read, we've both read another book of his, which was The Psychopath Test. Um, ah! Which is just a brilliant read, isn't it? So good. And you, what, I mean, when, I did spend uh, the, the year after I'd read it thinking everybody was a psychopath. Yes, I know. You can really fall into that. Yeah. that like yeah. Every, every CEO of every organisation is a psychopath. What's interesting about reading The Psychopath Test is that as you're reading it, you start thinking, Am I a psychopath? I think I'm a psychopath. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, there's a, yeah and, and there's a brilliant chapter in it where John Ronson says, the interesting thing is, if you're reading this and thinking, Oh, I'm a psychopath. You're not, because yeah, a psychopath I, would I've never read the think that they, yeah, a yeah. psychopath would never think that they're a psychopath. It's just not part of the deal. So it was a huge relief that. Um, so I would highly recommend. You have been publicly shamed. I'm listening to our audio book. Um, this John John Ronson thing on Radio Four, Living in the Past, episode one of series two, absolutely knockout. And have a little look up at Godwin's Law as well, because it's a fascinating thing. I think just, I think to, Godwin's Law is going to confuse me too much. It's not, it's quite simple and straightforward, but um, have a look on Wikipedia or something. It just goes okay. into detail about how it came about and where it's used. But if you go we'll through, post the link to that on the Intel app. If, if you go through the comments of any any slightly controversial YouTube video, you'll see Nazi references. They're everywhere. It's, it's unbelievable. So can I tell you used. something? Yeah. I don't like reading the comments when I can see they are starting to get nasty. Yes. Yeah. It makes me feel immensely uncomfortable. And I just think... Yeah. I know where this is going. I can see what's happening. I yes. don't like it and I want to stop. Um, have you got anything else for us? Um, no. Um, I just wish I could give you a great big hug. I've got one final thing for you. I've got a song for you. Wait, I just said something really nice to you. You've got to acknowledge that. Okay, I, I, I am going to acknowledge that. Um, I, it, it's quite difficult because I literally have no idea when I'm going to see you. I mean, it could be another six weeks, eight weeks. I mean, it's a nightmare, this whole scenario. So you're just going to get one of my really uncomfortably long ones, you know, like the husband I, I want, just... Yeah, I where, want that one. Where you'll be patting me on the back going, yeah, yeah okay. Okay, okay. Could yeah, you... Okay. Yeah. Um, you, you've getting a bit always, awkward now. You've always done the long hug. <laughs> it's, a, it is, it's a celebrity thing, by the way, the long hug. So it's not just exclusive to you. Lots of other celebs do it as well. That no one does it like yeah. me. Well, nobody does it like you, but a lot of them hang on too long. Um, I, I'm Tell me the other person that's hugged you too long. <laughs> Joel Donner. <laughs> that's got it's another level altogether. 
Yeah. He's a good hugger. He's a very good hugger. He's a lovely guy. He's a very, He's very a funny. nice guy, isn't he? Yeah, I like him a lot. He's and I love really his funny. wife. Oh, God, she's a belter, isn't she? They're she's really... so great together. Yes, yeah, so you've got to follow them on Instagram, those two. Got to follow uh, them on Instagram. They're, they're such good fun. Um, yeah, I'd love to give you a hug, too. Um, uh, uh, genuinely, you know, it would be, be a very nice thing. I to, know, can't wait. To do that. Um, I'm going to leave you with a song. Yes. I first heard this song um, on... Um, Trevor Nelson's soul oh, on Radio 2. Shut up. Yeah. You're not listening to Trevor Nelson. Yeah, yeah. Trevor Nelson's great. There's a show on Radio 2. Oh, my two God, are you kidding me? No, no, no. I listen to Never Trevor wait. Nelson. Michael. Oh, yeah. I'm so excited. He plays loads of great songs. Yeah. Oh, my God. You love Trevor Nelson. What's not to love about I Trev love Trevor Nelson so yeah, much. Great. You probably know Trevor Nelson, though, right? I do. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I mean, great. I don't, like, know him. No, no, I mean, no, I could like, say yeah. hello. Mm. He knows I love him. So he's played lots of good songs, but he started his radio show one day and he put this song on. And I was like, wow, listen to the voice on this guy, you know. And of course, it's, it's the radio, right? So I'm listening to it and I'm imagining this kind of 55-year-old Detroit black soul singer belting out this amazing, rich amazing song you know and it's so gravelly and gruff but so soulful and everything i'm like this is amazing um and at the end of it he goes um that was uh iron sky by paolo natini i was like what paolo natini the, the little glaswegian fella and that, i thought no 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 no. that is not what i heard i think he's made a mistake so i went on the bbc website had a look at that oh my god and then went and found the song paolo natini song iron sky so i was like did you like paolo natini before no not particularly but i've never really listened to it it's not that i didn't like him i just hadn't listened my brother grant who's arguably a musician has always said paolo natini is outrageously good and i was like wow really you know but just never really got into it anyway Good God, Can I just what say a song. Yeah? Your brother Grant isn't arguably a musician. Yeah, okay, he, he is a musician. He yeah. is well, a musician. He's, he's a DJ got a, musician. No, he is a musician. Okay, let's absolutely give it to him. He's a We've musician. just got to give it to him. Yeah, yeah, great. Okay. He, he's going to be listening. He needs, go, he needs he, the kudos. He does. Well, you can go and follow him. He's, 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 his account's called Bubble and Crisp, and that's his DJ name, him and his mate. And anybody that's been skiing... Yeah, anyone's been to Maribel skiing... In the Three skiing, Valleys... Yeah, Down there. To, um, to any of the big uh, apres bars, the Ronda and all of that stuff. He plays, he's the DJ there. <laughs> he's, he's crazy, my brother. So he's always prattled on about Palinatini, but um, I was like, God, I couldn't believe it. So anyway, it's turned into one of my all-time favourite songs. Well, what's great is in the middle of this song, there is this um, speech um, by somebody from an old film. And I never knew what this was, but it's quite uplifting. It's a really kind of... Um, you, the people, have the power to change. We must, we must all unite and kind of, you know, kind of, ta-da, you know, something like that. You know, so anyway, it's an absolutely belting speech. It's a rouser. It's a total rouser, but I couldn't work out where it was from. Anyway, I watched Coldplay at Glastonbury and they started their set with this speech. And I was thinking, wow, Alan Atee's speech, you know. And then I went to see U2 and in the middle of the U2 concert is this No. Speech. Yeah, and I'm thinking... Hang on a second, this is Palomatini's speech, for God's sake. You know. <laughs> so, um, about the other night, what date is it today? Um, the 22nd. Wednesday, the 22nd, yeah. Okay, so, as a bit of, you know, trivia for you, uh, 31 years ago today, I left school and went to work for the first time. I've been working oh. since today, to the day. It's quite interesting, oh. isn't it? 
And I went to work for this girl called Alison Catroy, which is now called Alison Wilkinson, I think. Um, but weirdly, on Facebook, she posted a live version of Paolo Nettini singing Iron Sky from Abbey Road no. Studios. Yeah. And I was like, wow, that's weird. That oh, my God. That, and that's one of my That's yeah. so weird. It's quite strange, right? It's uh, quantum physics and a play there. So anyway, I thought, oh, great, because I've never really heard him sing it live before. And uh, anyway, I pressed it. You, you got me into like we'll see it now. We're going to YouTube, Paolo Nettini, Iron Sky, at Abbey Road Studios. I'm proud Jesus, Mary and Josie, what a performance. It's had 50 million views. What? Right? Yeah, exactly, right? You go and watch a David Gray thing on, on YouTube. Yeah. It's maybe got 40,000. 50 yeah. million hits this thing. Yeah. Got. It's off the charts. So go Mad. and watch it. It's brilliant. But in the middle of the live version is the speech. And I worked out what the speech is. You know how yeah. I worked out what the speech is? No. By reading the YouTube comments. That's how. So ah. Don't be afraid. The, the speech is Charlie Chaplin. And it's from The Great Dictator. Which was the wow. which was the first movie he ever did as a speaking part. All his films were silent up into that part, and he plays weirdly. He plays a kind of evil dictator, and he also plays a, a persecuted Jewish barber, which is quite interesting. But um, he he does this. Oh, this, so this speech is actually from a dictator's point of view. It is, not but it's a dictator. Yeah, sorry, but it's a dictator who realizes the errors of his ways and he's deciding to turn. So ah. it's, it's a dictator turned good. He, he realises that he's been evil and horrible. But weirdly, the film was written in 1938. It was made in 1939, but it went out in 1940. And Chaplin often says that if he ever knew what the, the Nazis went on to do, he never would have released the film. It actually got him banned and kicked out of America. And he lived the rest of his wow. life. Wow! The Americans had him down as a, as a communist sympathiser and didn't want him in, in America anymore. It's quite a fascinating story around Chaplin. I'll tell you and one other amazing fact about Charlie Chaplin. Did you know that his grave was robbed and his body was exhumed and stolen and held for oh. ransom? And his wife was, uh, was ordered to pay oh by God. these two guys. <laughs> Isn't this amazing? That is these so two, terrible. There were two mechanics from East London. It was only like in 1978. Wasn't that no. long ago? Yeah, yeah. They dug his body up, stole it. And said to his wife, I can't remember how much it was. It was like a hundred grand or something. <laughs> she, oh. re she refused to pay. What, for a dead body? Yeah, she said you can keep it. <laughs> so they got arrested oh. at the end. But I just thought that was an amazing oh, that fact is... that Chaplin was dug up. Um, You're so... like the encyclopedia of amazing facts. Well, I don't know. You know, one fact leads on to another fact and then another fact. And some of them might not be true, but uh, they're interesting, right? So who, who cares about the truth when something's humorous and funny? That is true, exactly. by the way, about Charlie Chaplin. Uh, anyway, please go and listen to Iron Sky. It, it's so, it so good. Have you got it queued up? Listen to, yeah. but, but you can either not watch it and just hear it, because what you see is not what you should see when you listen to it. It's like, what? Is this a little Italian-Scottish fella singing? But then when you see him, his voice is just breathtaking. I've sent you another song yesterday on, on a WhatsApp, by the way, uh, called Better Man that he wrote as well. It's really beautiful. Um, so immerse yourself in that. So enjoy Submarine, uh, the soundtrack. Enjoy Iron Sky. Enjoy John Ronson. Enjoy the pelvic floor machine. Um, enjoy Noughts and Crosses. Um, and try and work out Audible if you can. And let us know how you get <laughs> Um, and uh, we're going to take Alpha Brain next time, right? Oh my God! So we're just going to—I'm just going to 
Um, no, let's just let's just tell. Should we just tell people check out Alpha Brain? Yeah, go and look up Alpha Brain. And if you're if you're looking for some kind of contacts for it, look up Joe Rogan Alpha Brain. Yeah, and we're gonna we're maybe gonna take some of this, um, and then we'll see how we get on. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, very very excited about (laughs) Alpha Brain. I'm not sure I need it actually, but um, not after tonight's podcast. I don't think we do. Can I just say something? Uh, Yes. What a relief that we re-recorded this podcast. It's much better. It's been much more fun, hasn't it? Much better. Great. Me and Joel are going to go and watch some Netflix or something. On okay, TV. enjoy. I'm going I to will. fill up my, my car with petrol because tomorrow I'm doing the big night in. Oh, it's not going out live. We can't, I can't. This is going out on Friday. So this will going be out Friday. last, this will last be the, night you would have done. Last night. night I was on the big night in. Yeah, you were brilliant. Yay, thanks. Oh, thanks, Michael. Thanks. Thank God you took all that alpha brain. Phew. Yeah. <laughs> um, and thanks for listening, everybody. Take care. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com.